as the firstborn dark hunter and leader of their kind. He had set himself up over 9,000 years ago to be the buffer between them and Artemis, the goddess of the hunt, who had created them. It was a job he seldom relished, and a position he'd always hated. Like an errant child, Artemis loved nothing more than to push him just to see how far she could go before he called her down. Theirs was a complicated relationship that hinged on a balance of power. He alone possessed the ability to keep her calm and rational. At least, most of the time. Meanwhile, she held the one source of food that he needed to stay human, compassionate. Without her, he would become a soulless killer even worse than the demons who preyed on humankind. Without him, she would have no heart or conscience. On Mardi Gras night, he'd bargained with her to exchange two weeks of his servitude so that she would release Talon's soul and allow the Dark Hunter to leave their service and spend his immortality with the woman he loved. Talon was liberated from hunting vampires and other demonic creatures who stalked the earth looking for hapless victims. Now, Ash was restricted from using most of his powers while he was locked inside Artemis's temple, where he had to rely on her whims to keep him informed about the progress of Zarek's hunt. He knew the betrayal Zarek felt, and it gnawed him. Better than anyone, he understood what it meant to be left completely alone. To survive on instinct, and to have only enemies around him. Ash couldn't stand the thought of one of his men feeling like that. I want you to call off Thanatos, Ash said as he sat on the marble floor at Artemis's feet. She lay across her ivory-colored throne that had always reminded him of an overstuffed chaise lounge. It was decadent and soft a pure study of hedonistic delight. Artemis was nothing if not a creature of comfort. She smiled languidly as she rolled over onto her back. Her white, gauzy peplus displayed more of her body than it covered, and as she moved, her entire lower half was bare to him. Uninterested, he lifted his gaze to hers. She trailed a hot, lustful glance over his body, which was bare except for a pair of tight black leather pants. Satisfaction gleamed in her bright green eyes as she toyed with a strand of his long blonde hair, which covered the bite wound on his neck. She was well fed and content to be with him. He was neither. You're still weak, Asheron, she said quietly and in no position to make demands on me. Besides, your two weeks with me have only begun. Where is the subjugation you promised? Ash rose up slowly to tower over her. He braced his arms on each side of her and lowered himself until their noses were almost touching. Her eyes widened a degree, just enough to let him know that in spite of her words... She knew which of them was the more powerful, even while weakened. Call off your pet, Artie. I mean it. I told you long ago that there was no need for a Thanatos to stalk my hunters, and I'm tired of this game you play. I want him caged. No, she said in a tone that was almost petulant. Zarek is to die, 
end of symphony. The moment his picture became the nightly news event while he was killing daemons, he exposed all the dark hunters to danger. We can't afford to let the human authorities ever learn about them. If they ever find Zarek, who's going to find him? He's locked in the middle of nowhere per your cruelty. I didn't put him there. You did. I wanted him killed and you refused. It's all your fault he's banished in Alaska. So don't blame me. Ash curled his lip. I'm not about to put a man to death because you and your siblings were playing with his life. He wanted another fate for Zarek. But so far, none of the gods nor Zarek had cooperated. Damn free will anyway. It got all of them into more trouble than any of them needed.